Hey guys, this is John Barksell, and I just want to tell you, if you haven't listened to the Three Ball Podcast, you're missing out on a host that's headed for brighter lights and bigger things. Galt Goldman has a plethora of accurate statistics, and his sports acumen, acumen is second to none. Look out, Stephen A., Skip, Pollock, Cowherd, Patrick. He's next. Catch him now so you can say you were there in the beginning. Hello, and welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast. We have John on the podcast once again. Hey, Alright, so today we got a lot to talk about. Um, are the Bucks going back to back? The Patriots spent all the money. Drew Brees is gone. What what do the Saints do next? Ryan Fitzmagic or Fitz Tragics in playing for another football team. Andy Dalton's with the Bears. Jacoby Brissett is in Miami. Could the Jags fleece the NFL or more the Jets by trading the number one pick? And Ichiro was seen at the Mariners training camp taking swings. Oh my lord. <laughs> Okay, let's start off with, are the Bucks going back-to-back? They re-signed basically everybody major except Antonio Brown and Namaka Sue. Um, both of those guys are still free agents. Let's just say, uh, f- for this scenario, they don't get either one of those guys. Do you think they still go back-to-back, or do they need to get Namaka Sue and Antonio Brown back? Ooh, um... I'd love to know where they draft that because you got a nasty D tackle at NC State named Malene McNeil. I do believe they have the last pick in the first round. So that's kind of where he's projected as late first, early second kind of guy. So maybe if you pick up, but I would rather, me personally, I'd rather have Sue than Brown. As good as Brown, you know, as flashy as he is, Tampa's defense yeah. turned it on when it, when you, you know, that D was, he's a plugger, man. He's legit. So. I don't know. Back to back. I mean, yeah. I would honestly, I'd pick probably the same Super Bowl if I had the gun to my head right now. You know, Chiefs, Bucks. Yeah. Uh, personally, for me, I think they need to get Antonio back because b- b- the first eight games, they didn't look like a Super Bowl team. The first eight games. Uh, you can blame that on well, Brady has tried to learn the system. And that sort of stuff. They didn't have the chemistry. Okay, then, you know, that's cool if you want to say it's all about that. But I think Antonio gives them... Because there are certain matchups that Mike Evans can't win. And Chris Godwin isn't a consistent enough wide receiver. So I think they really do need Antonio in the fact that if you put another Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver out there, you can't double cover Mike Evans and Chris Godwin gets more open looks, and I really think Antonio can be a top-five wide receiver in the NFL again because he has that talent. Uh, Sue, I do think they need to bring him back because he he was playing very well last season, and he's a big stuffer. He can stuff any hole that you need to. And let to. those small backers they have run around. And yeah. Yep, you're right. So I, uh, but can they go back-to-back? Obviously, I mean... Unless Tom Brady gets injured, just falls off a cliff, I think they have a good chance of going back-to-back as long as they re-sign those two guys. Um, the Patriots, in day one of free agency, they went out and got a top seven tight end in the NFL. Um, they got Hunter Henry, who's another very good tight end from the Chargers, and uh, they're giving the Justin Herbert the Phillip Rivers treatment and letting everybody go. <laughs> um they got Jalen Jalen Mills, who's a pretty solid uh, defensive back. Uh, Matthew Judon, a defense or linebacker, pass rusher. We're gonna call him that pass rusher for the used to be on the Ravens. They made a lot of moves, a lot of Patriot esque moves. 
good guys who can give you production over big star names. Um, so do you think that puts them in playoff contention? We know the Bills are probably going to be the best team in the division. But depending on what happens in Miami, Tua, I don't really like Tua. I compared to Matt Leinart. But do you think the Patriots have a chance of making the playoffs with the signings? And they kept Cam. So do you think yeah. year two can be any more productive than year one? Yes, by the signings you just said. Make them better. I don't know how much better. Oh, it's oh, gonna, A lot's going to depend yeah. on Cam. They also signed two wide receivers who are pretty decent, Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Oh, Vaughan. I think they killed it. Everything you showed me earlier, um, they killed it. So I think they'll be better win production, but Cam's going to have to play better. Yeah. If they're going to be a playoff. Because he's going to make a run. And, and also, I think they get all their opt-outs back. This is it for Cam. If he plays bad this year, you can't give me the excuses like there was last year of, well, he had COVID. Okay. Well, what about after he had COVID? I know from what I've heard, it can take away your game for a while, but he couldn't throw seven-yard routes. So, and people were running open in these seven-yard routes. It's not like it's tight coverage. He just throws it in the dirt. So this is the last stop for Cam, in my opinion. It's only a one-year deal again, and it's $14 million with uh, counting the uh, bonus. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think this is it for Cam if he doesn't play. But if he plays better, he'll probably hang around a little bit. Yeah. If, he's gonna have to, if he plays like he played last year, I think no one's going to give him the kind of money he'll want. And that'll be it for Yeah. Um, sad day in Saints history. Drew Brees retired two days ago. Uh, the Saints, uh, he signed with the organization. It's funny, he actually signed on March 14th, 2006 and retired on March 14th, 2021. Um, he retired. Uh, his kids did his retirement video. And I assume it's so he can spend more time with his family. Um, he ends... The regular season, on a good note, he played well in the regular season. Obviously, the playoff game didn't go so well, but that's the worst game of his career, and nobody's really... They're going to remember that, I guess, but they kind of won't remember it, because if you look at his stats throughout the season, he played pretty well, and he kind of helped change the Saints franchise, went from paper bags in their heads to proud to be a Saints fan. Uh, So, I think it's good that he retired. Obviously, he was... Taken a lot of injuries, you know, ribs, fingers, arm. Apparently, according to his wife, he was playing with, like, a torn rotator cuff in the playoff game. And the only thing that he didn't accomplish in the NFL was an MVP, but, you know, there were a couple years that he could have won MVP, came in second. But I don't think there was anything left for him to accomplish in the NFL. So... What would you think about it? What would you say about his career? I would concur. I would concur 100%. Nothing that he needed to prove, but 5'11", 6 foot, whatever they call him, you know. Yeah. He, he, I'd say he really uh, was a trailblazer in that regard. He opened the door for Russell, you know what I mean? I'm shocked when you just told me he didn't win an MVP because he played so well for so long. I just would have, I would have gambled that he had won one somewhere there. But with yeah, with some teams that that Devery Henderson is there's number two wide yeah. out. I think that's the biggest. The, the he 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 literally lifted that city. I mean, what he does there philanthropically, charities is uh, 
unheard of. I mean, he is the epitome of franchise quarterback. The way he's carried himself, the way he's led New Orleans. And, yeah, he made him legit. I don't feel like they ever gave him enough tools around him. In, in his prime. I mean, I know they tried to do it toward the end of his career, but 38-year-old Drew Brees isn't the same as 30-year-old Drew Brees when you really have a shot to win the Super Bowl. I agree. Um, so what's next for the Saints? Uh, they restructured Taysom Hill's contract where it's now four years, $140 million, or one, four years, $140 million which the Saints cap was so bad it actually saved them money by restructuring that deal. And they had Jameis Winston who's on a one-year contract once again. What's next for the Saints after Drew's gone? I've never thought Sean Payton was that amazing of a play caller where it just blows you out of your mind. Where does the Saints go from here? Because I don't think they make the playoffs without Drew. No, I think uh, rebuild. I think it'll be a deal where... Sean, it won't be much longer for Sean Payton, I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how you replace Drew Brees with those two guys. Like, and and as much as I like Taysom Hill and his story, when you become the guy every rep, first, second, third, that like it's a it's a different game. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, th- here's the thing on Jameis. He obviously can throw the football. Like he proved that in Tampa. It's like you said. Is the play calling going to fit his game, and can he get better? That's the yeah. Thing. Can he actually improve as a quarterback? Because ton of ton of yardage, a lot of picks, a lot of turnovers, and, and turnovers, turnovers, turnovers lose games. They won't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, personally, as a Saints fan, I don't. See, I. I would have rather Breeze retired like last year, so we could have a pick in this year's draft class with the good quarterback draft class coming out. I don't know who's going to be up there next year, but even if we do bad this next year. I, if Sean Payton doesn't get fired, I think he's just going to go with Taysom Hill again. I mean, you give him $140 million, I don't know what Taysom's going to do that's any better than Jameis Winston or any other guy that you could see coming in the NFL. I I just want to touch on what I remember when I had Sports Illustrated in my room and Denny Testaverde got a million bucks and it was a big deal. Like, 140 for Taysom Hill. Like, I like that guy, but that is just crazy money, you know? Yeah. Like, that's just crazy money. I mean, not all of it's guaranteed, obviously, right. but that's still... A, it's a... Yeah, it's, a, it's just kind of like... That guy would probably play just his whole career there because that's the kind of guy he is. Like, you don't have to throw a ton of money at him. Yeah. Um. So now, Ryan Fitzpatrick is now on the Washington football team. Um. They cut Alex Smith to quote-unquote, save money, but the money that they saved, they spent over half of it on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Which, to me, doesn't make any sense because you can't tell me that Fitzmagic's an upgrade from Alex Smith. Yeah. <laughs> they, must, they must know something about Smith's injury that we don't know. Maybe it... I don't know. I don't know. I mean... Now, I'm, I'm a big fan of Fitzpatrick. I've called him a, a future Hall of Famer before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if he plays well this year, he will be top 30 in both categories of passing yards and passing touchdowns. Not bad. The guy's been on 17 teams. It'll be his 17th year in the NFL, ninth different NFL team. Wow. Um, and I don't think the guy's played more than 10 games in a season in his whole career because he's just a journeyman backup. 
Um, I don't understand it. Like, it's good for Ron Rivera because he can't develop quarterbacks. We've seen it. Uh, his first quarterback was Jimmy Clausen. Didn't do anything. I wouldn't say Cam got better at throwing the football <laughs> when he came out of Auburn. We saw we saw the same Cam. Um, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins didn't get any better. In fact, I would say he played worse than what he did last year. Or two years ago, technically. But you get an old school quarterback and... It's good for the... I, I guess it's good for the locker room because Fitzpatrick's a cool guy, but... I agree. I still agree with you, though. You still had an old school guy in now. So yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of a weird, weird uh, deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you think Washington will make the playoffs? I mean, I don't. No. I, I don't even think Fitzpatrick makes it through the whole season being the starter. Yeah. There's there's gonna be a week he throws five interceptions and he gets pulled. Uh, I I don't know what the Washington's doing, man. And I've said multiple times, Ron Rivera ain't that good of an offensive coach. Speaking of backup quarterbacks going places, Andy Dalton went to the Bears. Um, oh man, it doesn't help them. Either. Jeez, <laughs> you can't tell me Andy Dalton played any better than Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky did last year. No. <laughs> This is this is goes back to what we discussed prior to the show. I I know money matters. I know family matters. I know hey man, my body can't take it. There's a lot of factors, but you can't tell me that Philip Rivers and Drew Brees, even at their age, <laughs> are hands down better than the Andy Daltons and Trubisky's of the world. You, you can't know? tell me I, I could mean, pull Brett Favre out of retirement. Yeah, I mean it's like, what are these franchises doing, man? Hey, because they're all trying to be Kevin Costner at draft day. They're yeah. trying, they're trying to pull one out of their sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, speaking of backup quarterbacks going places, Jacoby resets with the Dolphins now. Uh, terms of his contract have not been released by the time that we're recording this, but I would assume it's around the same money every other backup quarterback has gotten. Around that eight to ten million dollar range. But I would I would say I would argue for Jacoby. This is a guy that Bill Parcells. I'm gonna trust Bill. He's taking a bunch of teams to the play. He took Quincy Carter to the playoffs, okay? In Dallas. Like Bill Parcells was very high on Jacoby. That's why, you know, he's friends with Belichick, yada yada yada, the whole story. I can't imagine if I'm Chicago, I'm not considering or, or San Diego say a Jacoby versus all right, Miami, great, good for him. You know, he's from Florida, I get all that, but, I mean, they feel like they got their guy in too. Well, I will, I will Andy say... Andy Dalton's not your future in Chicago, and you know that, like, you know, so... Yeah. It just, to me, if you're going to say, hey, who's the guy I'm better on? I mean, I would give him a shot. He's young, he's got a good arm, he's won, he won with the Colts, he didn't do anything bad. Yeah. Um, One thing, though, I, I think he might actually be a starter in Miami, because... Apparently, the locker room isn't really behind Tua. I don't think he's the guy. Gotcha. Um, Flores is used to be Belichick's linebacker's coach, so uh, he's got the connection. Gotcha. Um, so I assume that's why they brought him in. Belichick yep. liked him, and Flores was like, yeah, hey. Yeah, Belichick loved him, yeah. Flores was like, hey, uh, let's bring in Jacoby. Maybe, since we lost Fitzpatrick, maybe he comes in and can be the starter. And I will say, the last time Jacoby played... He played better than what Cam Newton played this year. He threw 
thirty. I do believe it was around sixteen touchdowns, eight interceptions. The last time he played, um, over sixty percent completion. And they went seven to nine, but in reality, Adam Vinatieri kicked them out of five games because Vinatieri missed four game-winning field goals. And he doesn't beat you. You know what I mean? He doesn't beat you. He doesn't. Yeah. What do you call it? Hero ball. You know. He, yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't play hero. He doesn't ball. do stupid stuff. He puts you in position to win. Yeah. Um. So, and he's always been very likable. I know. When Andrew Luck was still there, the locker room actually liked Jacoby more than they did Andrew Luck. Not because Andrew Luck's a bad guy, but Jacoby's just that good of a guy. So, I think he'll actually be a starter next season at some point. So now, um, we're moving to my theory on what the Jaguars should do with the number one pick. If you listen to the podcast, you know I'm a big fan of Zach Wilson. Uh, The man is from BYU. He threw 33 touchdowns, three interceptions last year. Um, my main concern of somebody coming out at a smaller school is that they would play hero ball, but him throwing three interceptions last year kind of shows me that he doesn't play hero ball. Um, guys that have come out of small schools uh, or big schools that still play hero ball have thrown way more interceptions. The Carson Wentz's, the Sam Darnold's, Baker Mayfield's. Yeah, even though I wouldn't say Baker plays hero ball, but just giving you some guys who have thrown more than three interceptions in a season. But um, and I, you're probably going to disagree with this because, you know, ACC. But uh, I personally don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to live up to the major hype that everybody's giving him. Uh, I think he'll be a decent to good NFL quarterback. I don't think he's going to be the best prospect to ever walk the earth. Like, everybody's making him out to be and then saying he's the greatest prospect since Andrew Luck or John Elway. So, I I think the Jaguars, what the Jaguars should, hey, we're looking to trade the number one pick. I guarantee you the Jets, who are, who are at number two, are probably going to be like, well, if Trevor Lawrence is available, we'll give you our second pick. Uh, the, I think they have the 23rd pick in the draft, uh, next year's second, and next year's first. And maybe they throw in Sam Donald, you can trade Sam Donald, but that's besides the point. And the Jaguars moved down one spot to get Zach Wilson. I don't know what Urban Meyer's thinking. But let's just remember the last time a team moved up one spot to take a quarterback. The Bears gave up everything in the world for Mitchell Trubisky, and it didn't pan out. So what would you think if the Jaguars traded down? Just one spot to take Zach Wilson instead of taking Trevor Lawrence. Like you said, if they can get a lot for him. Yeah. If you're trying to build a franchise, is I'm with you. I mean, I think Trevor's a really good prospect, good player in college. No one knows ever how they're going to turn out. So, I don't know. I mean, if you could, if you could rebuild the franchise at other spots and still get Zach Wilson. I yeah. Mean, yeah. And I, heck, even if you don't want to take Zach Wilson, Gardner Minshew played pretty well in Jacksonville. Quarterback really wasn't the problem in Jacksonville. If you just have a top five pick, you're, everybody's just yeah. assuming you're taking quarterbacks. That's right. So, they don't even have to take a quarterback. They can they just... Could, they could trade down and fill a lot of, of needs. Yeah. Um, so... That's my thing on it. And I don't really know how Trevor's going to fit with an urban kind of... Offense. Ur- Urban's a, not a gimmick guy, but none of his guys really have had success in NFL with... It, it, Alex Smith, who he didn't, I don't think he coached all four years. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, I don't think he I coached think he had him for a minute. So, 
But everybody that he coached for a while, and obviously if Trevor's a rookie, he's going to be there with him for a minute. They really haven't been NFL mm-hmm. kind of guys. So. Dwayne Haskins, JT Barrett, yeah. uh, Tim Tebow, Chris Leak. Uh, Cam was with him for a minute, so I'm not going to count Cam. Yeah, he stole some computers or something, <laughs> so. Yeah, but, uh, Cardell Jones. Yeah. Played two games. Exactly. Went pro. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I don't really know, man. I, I, you know, I'm going to go this far and say this. I'm going to stir the pot a little bit. Trevor's a big Christian. You know, he married his only love of his life, his high school, middle school sweetheart. Dabo's a big Christian. Clemson's all about culture and, and all that. Urban is like the polar opposite of that. He's a car salesman. He's a, he's a gimmick he, guy. He, he, told, he asked Tebow, you really got to put those up? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, he's like the polar opposite. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting yeah. you know, relationship. But then again, I don't know how many coaches are really going to be <laughs> the diehard Christian type. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Ichiro was uh, doing some batting practice with the Mariners. He was kind of playing some right field. Ichiro retired a couple of years ago, but I think it's always cool seeing somebody that's a legend still be able to somewhat play. Yeah. Uh, he most he retired because he said his eyes weren't that good, and he can't track the ball from the pitcher's hand to the plate as good as he used to. Uh, but. Do you think it's cool to see the old-timers, you know, get Absolutely. up there and swing the bat a little bit? Absolutely. I don't go as far as to see. If there's, like, a handful, like we said today, Brett Favre could come back right now and be better than, like, 60. Andy Dalton. <laughs> um, I honestly think that guy was so committed to the game and so excellent. If, if he oh, – I know he's not, but also hypothetically, he's going to try to come back. If anybody could, it'd be Idra. He keeps himself physically in yeah. great shape. If he had laser surgery and got his eyes fixed, who knows? Like that's my yeah. Opinion. But yeah, it's awesome when those old guys come back around. Um, I'm gonna add something. I'm gonna add a did they live up to the hype thing? Uh, I we didn't talk about this, but Michael Vick. I want to talk about that because obviously uh, Michael kind of set the trend for scrambling quarterbacks or really running quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, never won a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, he was on the cover of Madden game, if that counts, though. <laughs> but do you think he lived up to the hype? He was the number one draft pick. He never really stayed healthy for a whole season. Yeah, I think I would say yes. I don't think he exceeded it, but I don't think he underachieved. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty special. I got to see him in his prime. And there's running to extend plays like Russell Wilson. Russell runs around 800 yards behind you know, the line of scrimmage and extends plays downfield. That dude knew when to take off and go. Yeah. I would say the greatest gift he ever had, everybody was in his ear trying to fix how he stayed in the pocket, how he threw. Steve Young worked with him, every guru. Man, old school Dan Reeves just said, hey, boy, let's dance with the one that brought you. Like, you're a runner. Take off. And his best seasons were, people forget, were with Dan. Like, he was electric. I mean, honestly, I think he lived up to it just on – Everybody knew what they were getting defensively, and they still couldn't stop him. And he took the Falcons to, I think it was like four, six points something from a Super Bowl. Like yeah. they were, they lost, you know, uh, a tight win, I think, to the Vikings. Maybe I can't remember. Um, it's a really good game, and they would have been in the Super Bowl. But I mean, and he was young in his career, so he could have. 
I think he would have got if he'd have gotten to the Super Bowl and won it. We we'd say differently, and obviously gave up some prime years to federal penitentiary. Um, but other than that, no. I think he ended up. If anything, he came back and he was a good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was a good locker room guy in Philly. Everybody who's ever talked about him said Michael was you know great to be around. So, yeah. Uh, I think I think he did. You know he didn't exceed it. But hype is so hard to live up to. Does anybody, I mean, does really anybody, like did Herschel, did anybody live up to the hype? I'd say he got as close to it as, you know, he could. I'll, I'm actually going to disagree with you. Not the fact that he didn't live up to the hype, but you said that some of his best years were in Atlanta. I actually disagree. I thought most of his better years were in Philadelphia, where after he came, after he was out of prison... And, you know, uh, Tony Dungy helped him. He got with Andy Reid and really learned how to read a defense at that point because his speed wasn't the same that it was. But he learned how to read a defense. His throwing mechanics got a lot better. And that's the Vic I remember seeing. So, I'm, of course, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. But I always thought that Philadelphia Michael was a little bit better. Obviously, he didn't have the durability that he had in Atlanta. He got really injured in Philly, but I always thought Philly Mike was a little bit better. Yeah. He was good in Philly, for sure. He almost got on the cover of Madden again in Philly. Uh, But that's going to be the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe. Peace out.